Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today, I'm joined by some of the playtesters. We have Chris, we have Troy, we have Mark Boone. Welcome, you guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Good to be here. And if you know anything about the playtesters' habits and trends when it comes to rackets, there's one thing that we all have in common at one point or another, or currently, we have chosen an extended racket to call our racket of choice. And I was just mentioning to Mark that it seems like it's super trendy right now, this like extended racket talk, but it could just be because we like to geek out about these things. So we're going to talk about all things extended rackets. Now, is anyone playing with an extended racket as their racket of choice at this moment? Yep. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> which one is currently your racket of choice? Ooh, I don't know which order to put them in. Um, ESO 98 plus. Pure Drive Plus, uh, the SW102, and of course, the long body from Prince. It's just really hard for me to decide which one kind of helps me out the most. They're all just great frames to play with. Nice. And Troy, are you still using an extended as yours? Yeah, the E-Zone uh, 98 Plus, the 2020. I switched over to the previous 2018 version, and then um, when the new one came out, kind of just gradually, still, still kind of gradually trying to get used to it, but yeah. Nice. And then Chris, what's your most recent extended? Um, well, I did use the Pure Drive Plus. The 2015 version was the most recent one I've used as my personal racket. But like Booney mentioned, I mean, we live in a, a slightly skewed tennis world here. And so like we have a wall of rackets. Literally, we have a wall in the web editing office of rackets to choose from every time we go down and hit on the court. So it is easy to grab five or six <clears throat> different models and walk on down there. So it also makes it really tough to call one racket your racket of choice. But um, <clears throat> my most recent, like, actual racket I would call my racket of choice was that 2015 Pure Drive Plus. Nice. And I also at one point called the Pure Drive Rotic Plus a racket of choice. And I have w at least one of those still in my bag. Actually, before it was the Rotic, it's the GT version. So definitely nostalgia. We all love it. We've been play testing a bunch of extended rackets. So let's kind of start at the beginning. What are the advantages and the disadvantages of extended rackets for you guys? Mark, why don't you start us out? What are, what's your favorite thing about an extended racket? And then what are some shortcomings of literally shortcomings? <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't funny. <laughs> but I draw out like a decision tree of pros and cons. And obviously maneuverability is the one that's going to be most talked about. And then everything else for me intended is a plus. You guys hear me say this on the phone probably too much, probably tired of it by now. Uh, but even just compared like a pure drive standard and a pure drive plus that extra half inch changed the complexion of that racket entirely. Uh, so that that's kind of how I got onto these rackets is I can't swing your racket, the 340 gram Federer racket. Otherwise it tuckers me out. But I found that, you know, like Chris said, we have a wall of graphite, a graphite library. You can go through and try all these rackets. So I've been on a journey much like a lot of customers and players only I'm a lot, you know, proximity wise closer to these rackets. So I've been trying to figure out what is the Holy Grail racket for me and, and swinging heavier and shorter. I can't get as far with that time wise as I can longer and lighter. So 
the extended reach, uh, the spin, you know, Chris likes to hit that backhand slice with a long racket or a short racket and does it very well. I feel the extra length really digs into that backhand slice or your squash shot forehand. Um, everything's enhanced, the comfort, the spin, the power, uh, got a little extra reach. So those are all the pros. And I just have to overcome the hurdle of one thing, maneuverability. Uh, and obviously I, I learned with the SW104 that the longer the lever, if there's any deviation in uh, weight and balance, you really miss it. So, you know, if you're coming from a racquetball racket length, you're not going to notice a disparity in the weight and balance the way you are a really long racket. So I feel like I'm a little more sensitive to uh, the weight and balance, but considering what I get out of it, uh, I, I'm willing to take on the challenge. I just think people got to take the time to kind of learn it, you know, like any other racket. And if you're used to a 27, there's, there's a big change, you know, going back to that 27 and a half pure drive plus take out that standard length, you'll feel the difference immediately. And, and that's kind of how I describe longer than standard frames. Nice. Actually, that's a question we get asked a lot is how long does it take you to adjust to a longer racket or how long does it take you to adjust back to a standard length racket? So maybe that's something you guys can hit on. Chris, have you noticed that you have an adjustment period going one way or the other? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I have played mostly with standard length rackets. So the going back is, is pretty seamless. It's a couple of hits. Um, getting used to longer rackets and it varies from racket to racket. Um, 27 and a half inches longer. Most rackets I can adjust to pretty quickly unless they're heavy. So it, then it becomes more of a swing weight issue. Obviously the longer the racket, the greater the swing weight, um, all other things being equal. So then when you go to a 28 inch long racket, you know, like, uh, an old POG, long body or the new you know, phantom long body or the SW, the Wilson SW 102, those rackets for me, they take a little bit more of adjustment now because the point of contacts, it's moved noticeably away from where it would be with a standard length racket. Um, but it's, again, it's one of those things. If you just playing with that racket, I think you can adapt to it. Definitely for a player out there within a month of hitting, if they get out on the court a lot, they'll get used to, the racket and it'll feel completely natural to them. I would say within a month of, of solid hitting. Nice. Troy, any pros or cons or any issues going to back and forth between extended or regular standard rackets? Well, uh, first I wanted to ask Chris, what about when you take out that, uh, that gamma Bubba 29 inch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, I don't know if I'll ever get <laughs> fully dialed in. That's a yeah. long racket. I think mostly, because of the head size, but yeah, the length on that thing is, is real. Yeah. You know, you got it. You got 400 plus swing weight on that bad boy. <laughs> but um, yeah, as far as like adapting to the, the longer rackets, I think when I really tried to, to switch over, I kind of had it in my mind that I wanted to, to give it a go and switch over to a plus length racket. It probably took me a few months, I'd say maybe, maybe a few months to six months where I like, really just accepted it and felt at home with the, well, the racket I switched to was a 27 and a half inch, but uh, once I got used to it um, and then play testing that racket side by side with standard length rackets, um, really, really wasn't much of an issue. Um, like Chris said, I think it's just a swing weight thing. So, you know, my plus length racket is like 330, mid 330 to 340-ish swing weight. So uh, I've just kind of, I've just always been used to the beefier swing weight kind of rackets anyways. Um, but I haven't really, I mean, I've tested a few of the, or tried hitting with a few of the 28s, but yeah, I don't know if I could like fully switch over to the 28 and then just kind of, it would be difficult to, to constantly play with the 28 and then 
do our testing of standard length rackets side by side like that. But the 27 and a half is, hasn't really been an issue going back and forth. Yeah. And maybe we can talk about the full 28 inch long rackets. We have two. <laughs> we have two right now in the market, which is um, not common. Um, and I know was Isner's racket also a full 28 inches long? No, it's 27 and a half. Okay. So this is like the first time we're seeing the Prince 100 GLB is a full inch longer, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Serena 102 is a full inch longer. I thought I would love both those rackets and it was too much for me. So maybe you guys can talk about like Boonie specifically, because I know you like specifically like long rackets, but these are like extra long and you're really seeming to gravitate towards them and it's like enhancing your game. You're loving it. So talk to me a little bit about that. And maybe you can talk about I know we've explained this before on a previous episode, but how the swing weight goes up and why it goes up and how that helps your game. Well, it, I mean, for me, they're just easier to swing. Uh, Even though it's Spencer heavier just, or not heavier, it, but like um, yeah, a little heavier and a little longer. Um, but the effect I was getting, like same Spencer and I were playing yesterday. I was playing with a 27 and a half inch racket. He was really taking me to the woodshed. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back to old reliable 28 inches because I just feel like it's so much easier, literally. So, you know, Chris did mention, you know, your sweet spot's further away from you. So there's a distance thing to get used to. But once I get used to that, the leverage I get out of that lever, it's incredible. Uh, The effort goes way down. The shot depth goes way up. Backhand slice is enhanced even more. Um, And, you know, there are slight maneuverability issues. Chris has told me this a lot of times. I've heard it in uh, reviews over the years. Get the tip pointed towards the target. You know, your, your ball is going to be obedient to where the, the tip of the racket goes. So admittedly, getting the tip back with a big, long racket and getting it all the way through, that means you got a full swing. You all know what my swing's like. A lot of times it's very abbreviated. So it's actually helped try and lengthen my swing. So I feel like almost like a baseball player that's going to stick uh, donuts on the bat and then just kind of groove the swing path, so to speak. I kind of feel like that racket type uh, that's heavy and long has a similar effect. Uh, but admittedly, I agree going back to a 27, there is a little bit of a transition period uh, that, that, you know, you just stumble around for a little while to get it right. Um, talk to me about serving with extended rackets. I feel like for a lot of people, that can be one area that it does become a bit more demanding and a bit more obvious that it's going to take a little bit extra work to get the racket up and above. And it's not doing, I mean, you're kind of putting in more work to make it work for you. How have you guys found it to work? I know, Chris, we we talk a lot about how it's tougher sometimes to get that racket up and over. How's it for you? I, um, I mean, I really like serving with longer rackets. I think that's um, one thing I th- for me, that's a fairly quick adjustment because it's almost like you're hitting a stationary, as close as you can get to hitting a stationary ball in tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to, as you know, unless you're playing on a windy day, you're not having to do a lot of adjustment. Um, whereas when you're hitting off the ground or volleys, the ball is moving, it's curving, it's reacting off the ground to the spin and pace that your opponents put on the ball. But when you're just tossing it up to hit, you know, it's hopefully you're putting it in a very similar spot each time with each ball toss. And so for me, the, the serve is one I get grooved on probably the quickest and definitely it's like you just notice the extra pace the ball penetrating the core a little quicker you've got some extra angle down into the service box so I can be more aggressive on a second serve which I like to hit sometimes harder than my first serve just because <laughs> I missed the first one um, and so for that reason I really like um, longer rackets and just all my serves seem to work better with them you know I get a bit more plow through power 
I get better spin. I seem to get better pace. So yeah, for me, it is um, one of the things I like most about playing with longer racket. Nice. Troy, anything to add? Yeah, no, I, I would just, you know, agree with Chris. Uh, it just gives me that little extra reach, that little extra leverage. And it just, you know, in a sense, just kind of makes me feel a little bit taller. So, you know, all things considered getting up and, you know, really coming down on the ball. I love it on the flat serves because that's where you really notice, like you, you try to get that leverage and kind of, you have to hit down on the ball a little bit. Some of the, the really uh, like the 28 inches with a really high swing weight, they can be a little um, uh, cumbersome or like unwieldy on a kick serve where you're really kind of like, whip the racket behind your head and kick it. But, um, you know, I think once you get dialed in and, you know, you can always choke up a little bit too. I seem to find a way to get my spin serves to work, but the flat serve is where I feel like it really gives you the, the extra juice. I was just going to mention choking up on the racket. You actually have the benefit of a shorter or longer racket. And I know like Britt hangs her pinky off to give herself extended length on her zone 100. But like I said, you can choke up and shorten that racket, you know, and it's more versatile overall. So, yeah, I think that was a great point. Which we did get a question about that specifically for you, Booney. And they asked, if Booney gets a lot out of extended length rackets, why doesn't he hold the standard length racket down towards the end and get the benefit of the leverage that you seem to enjoy with the extended rackets? That's a great comment. Now it's taught me to hang off the end of standard length frames, particularly on the serve. I'll hang it off the end to get a little more length and whip on it. And uh, leaning back, you know, I've, everyone's, you know, serving themselves, like Chris says, as a static ball, but standing in front of like Troy's serve, um, I know his serve is a serve and it really flattens out the ball a lot. But I feel like with that extended length frame, he really gets some action. I know he's talking about hitting a flatter serve, but I feel like I'm more troubled by that spin serve that is where the ball just elongates. And it seems like it's, it, it, it exacerbates that effect with that longer than standard frame. I like your serve less with a longer than standard frame. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but I'd have to agree, I think. And I'm just, I know our play site's been down for a bit, but I still hold it true that my fastest serve was with the Pure Arrow Plus. And yeah, you can really just kind of accentuate all the things with that extended racket, which leads me to another question, which my game is not really oriented around high levels of spin. I like to flatten things out, so I don't really notice it. But do you guys feel like the extended rackets provide more spin potential for you? Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you're going to get spin from whatever you can swing the fastest, um, just because, you know, a faster swing, you can get the ball spinning quicker. Um, and as long as you're taking a nice aggressive angle at the ball, you're going to get a lot of spin out of it. And with a longer racket, you can definitely get a lot of tip speed. Um, and so for me, yes, unless the racket then, you know, because of it's being longer the, and there's more graphite now away from my hand. So there's going to be greater swing weight. That's why the swing weight on a longer racket is, is bigger. And if it gets too high and starts to slow my swing down, then obviously I'm going to start losing spin. So as long as you can swing it just as quickly and easily as you can, a standard length racket, you should in theory be able to get some more spin on the ball. And that kind of led me to another question that has come up. Do you guys feel like extended rackets kind of fit into a one size fits all, like more power, more spin category, or do we have extended rackets that are more control oriented and, you know, more precise, more feel, which 
can lead into another conversation. One of our favorite extended rackets did get dropped this year. I know Troy likes it. I know we've been asked a lot of questions on YouTube about it. So how do you feel about like the generalization of extended rackets? Is there a one size fits all or are there some in different categories? I would say um, most of the most of the offerings right now, because um, there's not a ton of them, you know, as far as like a more player spec racket that's extended. I mean, there's a ton of oversized and game improvement ones, but most of the offerings now that I can think of um, are more in that power spin department. I would say um, maybe the probably the lowest powered one would probably be the Prince, the the Phantom 100 uh, uh, GLB. That one's definitely a flexi kind of control frame, but it's still super spin friendly with the open pattern. But um, a couple that we were just uh, talking about not too long ago with with Booney, um, there were a few offerings or a couple offerings back in the day um, that were pretty low powered control, like precision type of rackets that were extended. And that was that Babolat, uh, that pure control 95 plus. And then uh, another one that uh, Booney found in somewhere in, in the in the closet somewhere was that like uh, that Tom's machine racket, the green one that was like yeah. a ninety-five. Extended. Yeah, the little Kinesels. Yeah, yeah, that one was pretty <laughs> sick too. But yeah, most of the ones I think of right now are mostly power spin. Um, and then yeah, the Dunlop CX Tour two hundred Tour Plus did get dropped unfortunately um, this year as well as the Pure Drive Tour Plus. So there have been, despite us fangirling and fanboying about these longer rackets, there have been some cuts and, you know, a a ton of players aren't using extended rackets and I know they're not as popular in Europe, or at least that's what I've been told. So it makes sense to kind of cut the line a little bit here and there. Um, And then Troy just gave great options for those rackets if you're looking for a little bit more feel and all that. Um, there another question that came up was: Have you guys felt or handled or dealt with any arm issues due to the extended torque or added torque? Booney, I'll start with you. You've been playing with the most extended rackets. Enhanced comfort. You know, I, I try and explain it to players. You know, they're like, "Well, why would a longer racket be um, more comfort oriented?" I'm like, "Well, if you're down in Los Angeles where an earthquake." occurs you're going to feel the vibration but if you're up here and slow far away from the epicenter you're not going to feel it so the longer that racket that's a longer distance for the vibration signal to actually travel to reach your arm uh so i get immense amount of comfort uh, out of longer than standard frames for sure yeah do you guys agree chris yeah i think um just swing weight for me um it's gonna you know you you have the bigger vehicle coming into the collision mm-hmm. um you know, the old Mack truck analogy that people have thrown around, like the heavier the racket, the more mass you have coming into the collision, the more you're going to win over the the pace and weight that's in the ball. And so for me, <clears throat> that swing weight just offers nice plow through power. And I just like the way the, the racket feels solid on a good long swing. And even off center, it's not twisting in my hand. It just, it goes right through the ball. So yeah, for me, no issues. I think the only one you would run into again is when swing weight gets too high and it starts to tax the shoulder just trying to swing too much racket. So that's that's the one thing with any racket you want to be wary of. Troy, this question's for you. What players on tour are using extended rackets? Um, there's actually, I mean, there's probably a, a longer list than I can just think of, but um, I know um, I know Nishikori uses a, a slightly longer racket, like a 27 and a quarter I believe Songo was using one for, you know, his uh, Pure Arrow Plus. 
You so you got like a wide range of players. You got guys like Isner, like Big John, who's using an extended length racket, which at his height you wouldn't necessarily think he would. Um, but then again, um, kind of my concept or my theory on that is like really big guys like Isner or even Sanga being pretty big with the two-handed backhand. They have pretty big hands. I'm assuming um, you know they probably want just that that longer length for a little bit longer handle on the two-handed backhand. Um, but yeah, some of those guys, it's also been known, you know, shorter guys like, like myself, uh, that would use them, you know, like I mentioned, Nisha Corey Ferrer used, I believe a 28 inch, uh, for most of his career. Schwartzman uses a longer racket and I think Pablo Cuevas and both of those guys are under six feet. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, Chang back in the day, definitely. I, um, interviewed, uh, Tim Penman. This was like back in 08 or something like that. Maybe even earlier than that in Cincinnati and was surprised to hear him talking about his racket. And he had had Nate Ferguson of priority one customize his rackets um, longer. I don't exactly, I don't think it was a full half inch, but it was like a, a third or a, a quarter inch or something longer than standard. I'm just looking for a little bit more pop on the ball off the ground and on the serve. And I know he played the last few years of his career with a little bit of extra length. And that was when I actually, after talking to him, I was like, maybe I should try that and, <laughs> um, and started to take a closer look at uh, longer rackets. Are there any ladies? Oh, well, obviously Serena <laughs> and Venus. So there's that. Didn't Bartoli, when she was playing on tour, she was using like an extended length Prince Red, something like that, 28 inches? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah for sure. She was using a longer, I know. Um, Celis, I think Celis was using a really extended length frame as well, right? Yeah. I don't know. All I know is her specs are like untouchable specs. Crazy. <laughs> She's the queen of triple digit string tensions. <laughs> yeah. And like the highest swing weight known to man or woman. <laughs> Speaking of string tensions, do you guys adjust your string setup if you're using an extended racket or are you basically doing the same thing? Do you change the tension at all? What does it look like for you? Chris, I'll start with you. Um, depends on the type of the racket. Maybe for the... Um, Something like the the Phantom um, LB. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna stay a bit lower. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm gonna. I usually string around 48, but I would jump up into like 52, 53 range for that racket. And the other rackets, yeah, I'm gonna just bring up the tension a little bit just to help me control the power. And you know, generating pace is not gonna be an issue with a longer racket like that. So yeah, I'm probably gonna bump up if anything. And I'll stick with a. As long as the racket's over 300 grams, I'm gonna stick with a full better poly. Nice. Booney, what about you? Uh, I just basically adjust it um, according to string density. So, you know, if it's a hundred square inch hoop with a 16, 19 pattern, whether it's longer or not, I'm not really changing it for that reason. Um, the 18, 19 pattern in that SW 102, I do go a little lower on that. Um, but, you know, it's a 102 anyway, so larger head, tighter pattern. Um, I'm not varying it that much due to the length of the frame. Troy? Any adjustments for your extended rackets? Um, I mostly just, it's mostly not as much the, uh, the length of the racket, just the, the flex and the feel of the racket. So I think I string the, the E zone down at my range around like 45, 47, depending on the type of quality. But yeah, mostly just on the flex and the feel of the frame. Um, someone asked if your preferred balance changes so they were referencing the yonex extended rackets and they were mentioning how with the extended one the balance changes compared to the normal version and does this change your reference as your 
favorite balance for a racket? Does that make sense? <laughs> How do you manage preferred balance on extended rackets? Long story short. Troy, you can lead us on this one. Um, I honestly, on, on mine, uh, my EZO 98 Plus, I, I have them tail-weighted. So I think they're like eight or nine points. They're pretty headlight. I don't, I don't think I used to play that headlight with uh, more of a traditional player frame. I think the B Corp Pro 97 was closer to like seven or something like that. So uh, maybe a little bit more, but the swing weight is a little bit higher. So it kind of balances out with the balance, I guess you could say. But um, yeah, I, I, I've never been a one to personally been one to like really care so much about balance. I've always just been more static weight, swing weight kind of guy. Yeah. I, I can't be bothered, but Booney, how about you? Uh, I was hoping you guys would ask Troy this question first. I'm glad you did because I know what I like when I feel it and swing it. Mm -hmm. But with all these different lengths of rackets, you know, I, I would kind of tend to agree. I'm not as worried about the balance because I know the balance can stay the same, but the swing weight can vary drastically. So I'm, I'm just going to get on that train and say, yeah, it's more a matter of the, the swing weight versus static weight overall. Um, Hey, I need to experiment more. I know mine probably aren't that tip light. So I kind of wonder if that um, length increases what, you know, maybe a couple more balance points tip light, if it would make it that much more easy to swing while still being stable. So again, you know, we can tinker with stuff like that around here and modify it pretty easily. Um, so, yeah, and I always, I like to follow kind of what Troy's doing because he can come up with a racket spec that, you know, get it in your hand. You're having a good time with it in about two seconds. Nice. Chris, <laughs> any thoughts? Yeah, um, I used to pay a lot of attention to balance in particular because I, I used to focus on how a racket felt when I was picking it up and holding it in my hand. And then the more testing I did, the more I started to pay attention to swing weight. And I found a lot of the times, it didn't matter what else the racket brought in terms of weight and balance. If the swing weight was right where I liked it, it was a racket I liked. And I just that was through hitting hundreds and hundreds of rackets. I started like, huh, all these rackets I like have very similar swing weights. Um, and then um, the only thing with balance is I know it when I don't like it, and then I'll make an adjustment. So, for instance, my racket's a standard length racket, but I added leather grips to them. And then at first I was like, oh, man, I've made it too head light. And you can do the same with a, a longer racket. You know, you're going to put a, a bit more leather on there. You can really tip the balance. I did that with the DR racket. I forgot the DR98 Plus was the last plus length racket I used, but wasn't for very long. Um, and I ended up, I put leather grips on them and then, uh, they felt way too headlight and kind of, I wasn't getting the response from the tip of the racket that I liked. So I added some weight to the tip. Then the swing weight got out of control <laughs> and it eventually ended up with me moving away from that racket. Just, I went to the, the power stab, I think from Technify with a three. <laughs> it's so just like the most maneuverable, yeah. quickest. I was like, give me some maneuverability. <laughs> yeah. I have to concur with what you said about swing weight. That has been something that I literally, that's all the only number I care about anymore. And to the point where we were hitting yesterday, actually, and I started with a racket that had, I think it was like 337, 338, but I was trying to whip through the ball a little bit more and find a little bit more spin. So I dropped down to a racket that has like a 333 and like, that's what I go by. So I totally agree on that. But that leads me to another question. And it, has to do with the Yonex DR and the Pure Drive. So they were asking and said most extended rackets that they hit with usually have a pretty beefy swing weight. 
And he also had the Yonex DR extended and the swing weight was 334. But he wanted to know and if we could explain how the extended pure drive didn't beef up the swing weight, but all the free power is still there. Because it's like 326, I think, the Pure Drive Plus this year, this iteration. So I think that both Chris and Booney were on that play test. So I'm going to let you take that. Booney, you want me to jump in? <laughs> He's frozen on my screen. Can I uh, defer to Troy on that? <laughs> He's just deferring in every direction. Um, Chris, I'm going to have you take this since you did play with the extended DR and you did test the Pure Drive Plus. So explain to us why the DR has the heavier swing weight, but the Pure Drive Plus still has all the power and spin. So the um, with the Pure Drive, you know, it, you can still whip it around super quickly. Um, it's a <clears throat> nice maneuverable racket, and um, and with that extra length, you're getting more leverage on the ball. Too. And so you combine that with the ability to still swing it just as quickly as you would a standard length racket. It turns into being a very powerful racket. And I was actually overhitting on my forehand with the Pure Drive Plus. And uh, once we got a fresh set of RPM Blast in there, all things were forgiven and good. And the ball was dropping inside the lines nicely. But originally, I forget what we, we had. And we had a different string in there. And um, especially when it started to bag out, I was really struggling more than I'd expect to with that racket to find the forehand. So, yeah, I think just, you know, the average, the leverage you're going to get from the longer length is going to come into play. So you're still going to get power, especially you're going to notice it on serve. Um, and I also find on approach shots, when you've got to get the spin to get the ball up and over, um, those are the times when you can I really feel the power of a longer racket, regardless of swing weight. Where was I when this DR98 Plus was around? I, I barely even remember this racket. Now I got to find one. Right above my head right now, I got a <laughs> collection. I got one of Chris's old, so I have all three generations of these on my pluses. Wow. A wall of graphite. That's, that's uh, two generations of me, Corsa. I bought the oh, collection. That's what I was going to say. Well, I was going to ask you guys what your favorite uh, extended rackets of the past were, but we always get asked about the SV98 Plus. Dang, RIP to that racket. I know there's like a huge underground following of the DR people, but the, the SV was a cool racket too. Someone was asking, and this is kind of more for Troy and I, because we both really like that extended Dunlop CX. Um, he asked what extended racket reminds us the most of an extended RF. And like right now, I can't say that there's any, personally, I did not gel with that phantom 100 lb uh it was just too much for me so i don't know if we're allowed to talk about it but there is the racket that chris was hitting yesterday that maybe could go in that category um i hit it a little bit too it's really nice but i don't know we probably aren't allowed to really talk about it um i could say it's a racket that is uh yeah reintroduction of a racket and when i first i was on the play test of that racket back in the day and it was before polys were really popular. And so we all tested it in a multi. And I think I am enjoying it more now than I remember enjoying it back in the day. And I liked it back then. And I think it's because now I'm hitting it with a poly. And uh, and so it was a good racket back then. But it, it, perhaps even before it's time, you know, to really shine. Because I think with a poly, man, it's a good racket. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. We're going to keep it away from Mark because... <laughs> If he gets his hand on it, we're never going to see it again. 
I can't believe I came in right after you guys were hitting. I didn't even see the thing. You guys did a really good job of hiding it from me. <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> hey, uh, remember that 6195X? That thing was a beefy frame. I'd yeah. kind of be curious to know what that thing swings like now. I know I couldn't stand it at the time, but now I'd like to revisit some of these frames uh, like that one. That that would have to be like an RF extended. That thing, that had to be a pretty beefy swing. Yeah, that was a, a beefy racket for sure. Yeah, I think the last one we had in our archives was a K Factor version. It was an 18, I think it was 1820 uh, K, K Factor 61X. And I think the swing weight that we had on the website was like upper 340s. So. Wow. Yeah, and isn't Delpo uh, using a, a plus length 6195 1820? Isn't that what he swings? Yeah, yeah. Like I think he goes back to like one of the original like European 95. Pro Staff 61Xs or whatever. We got from Europe, this is a long time ago, some Hyper Pro Staff 6195s plus length and an 1820. And I think that might be Delpo's jam right there. And I think uh, Cole Schreiber even was using an extended 61, but I think he was using the 1618 pattern. Well, I think the final question, which might be hard to answer, is are extended rackets preferred amongst the play testers? But the best answer might be the fact that we're really, really spoiled here. And <laughs> at any point, we can like just go to our wall of amazing rackets or scrounge through our bag and pull out something extended. Um, but for sure, we have one play, play tester on this podcast, two that are using them as their racket of choice. So how do you guys feel about that? And are there any rackets that you would want to see an extended version of? I was just going to bring that up. I know, um, just real quick, for me, kind of a dream racket would be my, the V-Core Pro 97 from Yonex because it's a racket that I was using in standard length. I would really love to try that in a 27 and a half inch version. And I'm going to speak for Chris real quick because I know we talked about it, but I, I'm pretty sure he, he'd he really like to try a Pure, uh, Pure Strike 98 with a, a 27 and a half inch length. That would be pretty sweet too. Yeah, I remember when the Strike first came out, I was like, Please make this in a plus, especially for Babala. They make, you know, Babala and Yonex are the ones that are making the plus length rackets mostly. And I was really hoping they would make one and they haven't yet. So that's interesting. That's the only racket family that they don't have an extended version of. I don't know. Maybe you, Chris, did, did you ever try the old like Prestige XL, the I Prestige XL or whatever it was? Did you ever try an extended Prestige? Um, I haven't. I have not hit. That's one of the few prestiges I have not hit. But I just remember that one. I think had a pretty beefy, beefy swing weight, three forty something like that range. Well, no, actually, I did want to bring this up because we just recently got a fun collection of wood rackets, which I think we can talk about. But um, when did we first start seeing extended rackets in the market? Um, was that something that happened with wood rackets? Were there extended wood rackets? I mean, possibly. I'm not a, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but. Okay. Um, I, I wonder if it's like that transition from wood to graphite and then graphite we started. I know I played with an extended racket most of my teens and into college. So in the eighties, were there extended rackets? Don't. I mean, I'm, we've just found a wood racket with a diagonal string pattern that I wasn't aware <laughs> <Yes>. of before. <laughs> so I'm sure there was some extended length i mean everything got tried you know so. yeah we're gonna have to do some research and a deep dive into the origin story of extended rackets but like i know like the one you were talking about michelle when you were young was a prince right like the yes. long precision equip mm -hmm. 
So Prince kind of had those long bodies way back in the day. I mean, way back in the day, but like when Chang and stuff. It's okay, I'm old. And then I do remember like the a lot of the Yonex women players, they kind of like endorsed extended length Yonexes, whether yeah. it was like Celis or maybe even Martina Navratilova at one point. I don't know. But I, I kind of remember like that era, they were kind of like endorsing the the longer, longer length racket. Yeah, so they've been around. Trying to remember, uh, Chris, can you recall uh, the the Kinesel frames? It was like an old ski company, and I, I'm trying to remember. Is that just an extended length frame company? I can't remember any standard length frames that came from them. They they were almost all longer. Yeah, the ones I've hit, um, I hit. Well, I used to have a Red Star and a Tom's Reach machine. Um, both, uh, I think, were at. I think the it's, it was a Tom's machine at 28. It might have been, but the, the the Red Star was the one I liked the most. Um, it was 18, 20, super flexible, and that was 27 and a half. So I've not hit a standard length Kleiser racket, but I'm sh- I don't know if there are any. I'm, you know, I like the ones I've hit with. Don't know a ton about the, the company. And there was also, um, they had an oversized too, uh, a black racket that was an oversized that um, that also was a plus length. So yeah, maybe they are just, they were in the plus, plus length gym. And I just wanted to mention also real quick with Chris, um, I think you told me about it, but speaking of like classics or like dream rackets, wasn't there a Technifier that you were really fond of that was like an extended 1820 or something? Yeah, it was a T-Flash 310. And Tiffany and I both loved that racket. Um, it was 100 square inches, um, dense string pattern, uh, 27 and a half inches long and just played amazingly well. It was like a magic wand. Um, and then it only came out in Europe. So we had a product, we had a hitter of it here, um, but we never... Never got to sell it. So, um, yeah, it was a long time ago, but great racket. I think there's definitely room for something like that, you know, kind of a very pure drive type spec, but um, a little bit extra weight, a little bit extra string pattern in there. Um, makes it a fun racket to hit. <laughs> That's cool. Well, to wrap up this episode, I just want you guys to go around and give anyone who's questioning if they should jump into the extended length racket club, um, give them some tips and pointers of what to expect and why to try it. So Mark, I'm going to start with you. Any like make it easy for them to transition so it's not scary or like they're not worried about getting the racket in their hands and hating it. I think the full swing is probably the most important thing. And obviously with maneuverability, that becomes more of a challenge to get the tip back and get the tip all the way through the contact of the ball. Um, that's probably the most important thing. Um, and if you start hitting with one of these rackets, the thing that really kept coaxing me to keep playing with it, because there is a transition period involved, is how rewarding the shot was. You know, when you see someone run a little further to go chase it, they had a little bit more difficulty retrieving it set you up for an easier shot domino effect down the line. It's just, you know, it's not like it's 50% better of a racket. It may just be 5% better, but if that helps me out in most of my shots, I begin to see like an overall change in my game. You know, it's not going to get me on tour or anything, but comfort, you know, I feel more effective, Um, you know, lighter racket that's longer. When you start firing those big shots at me, it's really stable. If I have anything lighter, it just wobbles in my hand. So in effect, I'm trying to find a racket that will uh, not allow you guys to bully me around the baseline quite as easily. And, and that's what gives it to me. I was going to say a defense mechanism against Michelle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> works all the time. <laughs> uh, Chris, any advice you have? Yeah, for me, um, you know, tennis is a confidence game. If you're confident, you're going to play well, you're going to win. Um, and so if 
what a plus length brings to the court helps your strengths, then I say it's a really, you know, it's well worth a look because if, you know, if, if your strong point is your serve and you can serve even better with um, a plus length racket, then I would say, you know, really give them a close look. Same, um, you know, if, say if you've got a big ground stroke and, or a volley and you just find that you volley or hit your ground stroke better with the plus length, then go for it. And if it you feel like the detriment to it is maybe your, your weakness struggles a little bit, I would be concerned less with that just because when the match is tight, that's when your weakness struggles anyway. Um, so don't worry about it and just look to something that you can build on your strengths and then try and use that on those big points. And, uh, and if, yeah, if it can make you play more confident tennis, definitely worth taking a look and, uh, just jump in with both feet, hit it and just don't stop hitting it until it starts to feel natural. And, and then if it doesn't, then it's not for you. At least, you know, yeah. Troy, what about you? What do you have? Yeah, I think that's a great point Chris just made, kind of like, you know, giving your your best shots a, an extra boost. So I think the extended length kind of did both things for me. It kind of helped my serve, whether it's got a little more power, a little more kick on the kick serve. So kind of like made a weapon a little bit stronger. And then I also think it kind of elevated my game on the two-handed backhand because just the, the way I could grip the racket a little bit easier, I get a little bit leverage, just kind of my build. I don't get a whole lot of free range of motion on my two-hander so it kind of like boosted probably i'd say my weaker ground stroke which is the, the two-handed back end and then i think the ad adaptation period was me kind of like not feeling as comfortable on my best shots like my forehand and probably my touch volleys and stuff like that but that was where the adaptation period is i kind of just got used to those shots and then it made the other stuff better yep that all makes sense my advice would be I think extended rackets make tennis more fun. So get one in your hands and just start swinging. But then the second thing I have to advise is a lot of times when I transition into an extended racket, I sometimes get a little wild. So the biggest thing for me to always remember is to shorten my backswing. So if you're, you're struggling with that timing, you have to realize that sometimes it's a little bit of an extra half inch to swing around. So shorten that backswing, get your timing dialed in and get comfortable and then just have fun with it. Cause it's, I don't know. I think that's the best thing about extended rackets. They're fun to swing. And I would say if, if maneuverability is like their biggest fear, try the, uh, the Babalots, the pure arrow plus or the, Pure drive plus because their swing weights are like sub 330 and they really do a good job of hiding that extended length. So yeah. User friendly, more fun. I agree. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Say maybe longer. I don't know. So I'm gonna leave it there. Anyways, thanks you guys for joining me. And uh if you guys have any questions about extended rackets or any other rackets or anything tennis related, feel free to email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. And until next time, happy hitting. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and until next time, happy hitting. You had that, that one off, Chris. We can't talk about that soon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, hopefully, I can talk about this without putting my feet in my mouth. It was a blacked out one we got to play with for a while. Yeah, I don't I'm... know if we can talk about that one either. Okay, 0 for 2. <laughs> <laughs>
risking my uh, longevity here at work. Talking about <laughs> you got one more and then we, we hang up on you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Booney, you want me to jump in? <laughs> He's frozen on my screen. Can I uh, defer to Troy on that? <laughs> I'm losing the connection here for a second. <laughs> We've got an unstable connection. <laughs> this is where the wheels come off and I start laughing and then people are like, stop laughing. <laughs> I'm just going to go to garage sales and start looking for extended length frames. I'll, I'll see you guys later. Ha, ha, ha.